Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning into the Nun Report. And man, we're going to just cover, we're going to bounce all over the place today because uh, just there wasn't any real one single big dominating issue. Yes, we're going to talk about yesterday's uh, national election, the non-presidential year. Of course, the turnout was lower. And it appears as if in most areas that the Democrats were more motivated to go out and vote. That's disappointing, obviously. I've got some thoughts on that and what we need to do to fix it and what we need to do to uh, have more control over what the narrative is. Because right now we're letting the Democrats define who we are. And that needs to stop. We need to be able to define our own thing. Abortion is an example. I'm going to go into that in a little bit of depth. So we'll take a look at that. Uh, we're going to take a look at the Trump civil trial in New York. Ivanka Trump was on the stand today for what reason nobody knows because it, she was not connected with the organization. She's already been dismissed as a suspect or, or someone that they're going after. They've admitted that she's not part of the organization. Everything they went after is past the statute of limitations, but they've decided statute of limitations doesn't matter, and neither does uh, spousal, uh, you know, uh, deference or uh, privacy. I guess not, not right, finding the right term, but you know what I mean. Um, so there's supposed to be a confidentiality there between spouses where that can't be used in testimony. They've decided that doesn't matter either, because this judge and this prosecutor, Letitia James, are just doing whatever the hell they want. They're making up laws. An appeals court has already said this case is garbage. It's rejected. Mm -hmm. And they've decided to take it up anyway. We know for political reasons. So we're going to cover that. We're going to take a look at, like I said, the voter turnout. Uh, Rashida Tlaib was censured by the House of Representatives. And that, uh, you know, great. She needed it to be. She ought to be kicked out, you know, and unfortunately she won't be. She'd probably even get reelected again and again because she comes one of those areas that, uh, that don't care. I mean, they're, they're radical. They're Muslims. They're, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's too bad that we have to have somebody like that in Congress. But such as it is, it's a representative republic, and she represents her little corner of it. And so it is what it is. Uh, Comer has going, announced, in fact, he has subpoenaed, and I have a video of him actually signing the subpoenas for Hunter Biden, James Biden, and Rob Walker. So they're finally going to have to come and testify. I'm sure they're going to try to claim that they don't have to, but the Democrats got to call whoever they wanted to testify in front of Congress. So I assume that they're also going to be required to testify. So let's take a look here. Let's start with, well, Letitia James, why not? Let's start off with the with the Trump trial in New York. And of course, she, she loves listening to herself and she loves uh, really testing the buttons on the outfits she wears because, man, I am. Those must be heavy duty buttons that they don't rip off. She's just bursting at the seams, right? Good morning, everyone. Uh, this morning, we will hear from Ivanka Trump, who will be our last witness on our case on direct um, in our case against uh, Donald Trump, her brothers, and the Trump Organization. Ivanka Trump secured, negotiated, loans um, to obtain favorable terms based on fraudulent statements of financial condition. Um, and she will attempt today to distance herself from the company. But unfortunately, the facts will reveal that in fact that she was very much involved. We uncovered the scheme. Um, the scheme. And she benefited from it personally. Um, 
and um, Ms. Uh, Trump will do all that she can to try uh, to separate herself from this corporation, but she's inextricably tied to the Trump organization. Um, and so she came right out. We're going after the Trump brothers. We're going after Donald Trump. And she is very much tied to the organization. And the truth will find that there was a scheme. God, these people, remember, everything that they accuse you of doing, they're themselves doing. We're going to talk about that a little bit today, too. Now, imagine being Ivanka, man. They're, they're screaming all sorts of obscenities at her and stuff as she's entering the courthouse. Will you these people just wake up? Oh, there's something with Trump going on. I'm going to go protest and yell and scream and be a fool. I think that's what they do. I think that's what they do. So there are no cameras in the courtroom. I mean, they do a little pan. They're allowed to do video, no audio. Uh, there's no recordings of the proceedings. They are under gag orders to not talk outside of the courtroom about what happened while they were on the stand. So what, you're, what we're getting is news that is coming via reporters that are in the courtroom and they're tweeting out basically a play-by-play -play of what's going on. And so just to give you an idea of the flavor of today, and this is this is kind of boring and monotonous, but I think that it's important to just kind of see where these people are coming from. But I mean, I can't, I don't know how animated or how entertaining this can be because it's pretty dry stuff, honestly. Um, but here we go. New York Attorney General Lawyer. Uh, here, Deutsche Bank sent you the summary of terms. Do you recognize this document? Ivanka Trump, I don't. New York Attorney General, lawyer, we offer it into evidence. Trump lawyer, objection. Judge, overruled on all grounds. And you'll find that this is a very common theme throughout the testimony. New York Attorney, New York AG lawyer, this is an email from you to Jared Kushner at NewYorkObservation.com. Do you recall Ivanka Trump? Only because you're showing it to me. She, she has some great answers, man. She, she, she did a great job. Um, only because you're showing it to me. Uh, New York AG lawyer, Deutsch was offering terms the proposed interest rate on page 15 of 27. And so she's like, uh, okay. Uh, take a look here. Next slide. Ivanka Trump, I am not involved in his personal statements other than what you've shown me. New York lawyer, you had no role. Trump lawyer, asked and answered, and the judge said, I'll allow it, even though it's already been asked and answered. So you can see he sides every time with the prosecution, overrules everything the defense. All right, New York lawyer, you had no role. Ivanka, not that I am aware of. And another exhibit, an email from Ronnie Levine to you, November 7, 2011. Ivanka Trump, that's what it says. New York lawyer, we offer this into evidence. Trump lawyer, objection, statute of limitations. Judge, there's no jury, so no prejudice. So in other words, even though this is outside the statute of limitations, he's going to allow it anyway because he is king of his court uh the king kangaroo one would say new york lawyer here's your email to deutsche bank rosemary rablick saying my father and i were very much looking forward to meeting with you tomorrow to discuss doral we offer it into evidence trump lawyer objection judge overruled 
New York lawyer, now we enter evidence this email about the summary of terms for the proposed acquisition of the Doral Resort. Trump's lawyer, objection. Judge, it's in. So you see in the theme here? Oop, same slide. Kind of got off on numbering these. Um, New York lawyer, uh, you got this email from Ms. Weybrook. You forwarded it to Mr. Weisenberg and wrote, it doesn't get any better than this. We offer this into evidence. Trump lawyer, we have a standing objection to admitting strings of emails, some not sent. Judge, the underlying objection is overruled. <laughs> New York lawyer, this is their documents. Now they're saying it's not reliable. Trump lawyer, it's... It, that it wasn't sent. You don't realize that until now. Fine, but, and judge, let's move on. So you get the underlying tone of the whole thing, right? Does this refresh your recollection of what you thought was a good offer from Deutsche Bank, Ivanka Trump? Well, we ended up doing the deal with Deutsche. Judge, it is a yes or no question. Ivanka, we ended up doing a slightly different deal, but the email says what it says. Judge, that could have just been a yes. What an asshole. New York lawyer, here's Donald Trump's statement of finances, net worth uh, $4.5 billion. Were you aware? No, Ivanka says. <laughs> this is, there's a couple here that I really like. Exchanges. Uh, New York attorney, uh, does this refresh your recollection that you were seeking a loan on behalf of Donald Trump? Ivanka, no. New York lawyer, you wrote an unsecured loan would not require an appraisal. Do you remember, Ivanka? No. Trump lawyer, objection. Judge, overruled. <laughs> New York lawyer, we offer this document into evidence. Trump lawyer, objection, relevance and statute of limitations. Judge, overruled. It is admitted. New York lawyer, we have nothing further at this time. Judge, any cross-examination seems like yes. They start their cross-examination. Trump lawyer, uh, a question, you did not have any responsibility for them regarding the financial statements. Ivanka Trump, no. Judge, she already said she had no role. She already said no role. There was no reason to ask that. Move on. So the, the defense is trying to, to reiterate that she had no role, and the judge is saying, that's already been asked and answered. Move on. Trump lawyer says, uh, they went on for hours, they being the prosecution, and we're already getting the hurry up. It's unfair. Of course it's unfair. There's nothing that's fair about this trial at all, and I'm not going to go on with it any further. But you got the gist of it. The judge is overruling everything that the defense puts forward, approving everything that prosecution puts forward, and... Um, you know, he's supposed to be an impartial juror. He's obviously not. His wife is a complete left-wing dingbat. She, uh, Laura Loomer, exposed her on Twitter, <laughs> on her show, and uh, for all of her radical tweets that she was putting out and got blocked. So that had an effect. But uh, yeah, this is this is a complete partisan trial. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You can't, you, no one can sit there and say that it's not. In other news, moving on to a bit of weirdness, uh, Pete Buttguy felt the need to go over to Ukraine and meet with somebody, perhaps maybe because they're similar in height. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us over. Thank you. You're all very welcome. How are you? Good to see you. Good. So far, very good visit. 
why is Pete Buttguy a transportation secretary over there in Ukraine? I don't understand. I don't understand. In other news, going to the climate, uh, look at this. U.S. average temperatures. No, people, the United States is not getting warmer. There is not global warming. There is not destructive man-made climate change. In fact, in the last 23 years, the average temperature has gone down. Perhaps they'll start talking about an ice age again. They've tried that one, right? The poll numbers don't look good for, for Biden. And I hate to you know lean on polls because they've proven to be really whacked out and, and all over the place in recent years. But at the same time, it, it kind of reflects, if it reflects your reality, if it reflects what you're hearing from friends and when you're out socializing and talking about it, I, I, I tend to put a little bit more merit in it at that point because then it's not just, you know, an organized, it's not just uh, out of right field or out of, out of left field, so to speak. Um, so here's some numbers that aren't very good for Biden. Let's take a look at them real quick and see what you think. Does it match up with what your conversations are like around the water cooler? Again, that astonishing number on whether or not Biden has the stamina and sharpness to serve effectively as president, only 25% of poll respondents say that he does have the stamina. 74% say no. This is a CNN poll, by the way. Like I am. And so look here on this chart of where Biden's modern day predecessors were in their approval rating at this point in their presidency. And Jake, you see Biden is down there between Donald Trump and Jimmy Carter. You may know that is down in the category of one term presidents. He clearly wants to turn that around. How are things going in the country today? Uh, badly, say nearly three quarters of respondents in this poll, 72%. Things are going badly in the country today. Only 28% say they're going well. The country has soured on Joe Biden. There's just not another way to put it. According to our latest CNN poll conducted by SSRS, a national poll that uh, gives us this snapshot in time. Biden's approval rating is 39% in our poll, 61% disapprove of the job he's doing. Look at it by party. You see that even among his fellow Democrats, he's only at 77% approval in this poll. Only a third of independents approve of the job he's doing. And of course, as you might imagine, only 5% of Republicans. And just in terms of motivation, Aaron, we are seeing in our poll that Republican and Republican-leaning independent voters, 71% of them extremely motivated to vote. 61% of Democrats and Democratic leaners say so. That's an enthusiasm. And I hope that, that's, I hope that holds through the next year because uh, what we saw yesterday across the country in most areas was, a, it was not that. What we saw was, for the most part, uh, communists getting elected. And it's, uh, it's interesting when you look at it. And, and here's, here's what I have to say about that. Um, now over here in the Seattle area, Seattle city council looks like a couple of, uh, incumbents may get booted out. We'll see what happens when the final total comes in. Like usual, they're counting for days and days. I don't know why they can't just count in one day. They used to do it in one day, but now it takes days and weeks to find out who actually won while they, I think probably try to dig up and harvest more ballots. Right? So we had a little bit of good news here. Uh, we've also had some bad news in Washington with uh, a good, strong 
constitutional sheriff that has lost in Snohomish County. Across the nation, we had uh, Virginia was a, a big one. Both houses, both chambers, Youngkin took over as a governor, and both chambers, the House and Senate, have gone blue. So uh, it was there was a lot of uh, talk about abortion out there. There was a lot of talk about gun control out there. And it looks like the the Democrats got the upper hand on it. They were able to control the narrative. And that's one thing I really want to talk about. Kentucky is another interesting state. You, you see this happen. A secretary of state and attorney general get elected from one party, but then somehow overwhelmingly elected. But then somehow the governor's mansion goes the opposite direction. It's not the first time this has happened, but it is bizarre, right? I mean, in, that, in Kentucky was the example of this year where where. The Attorney General and Secretary of State, man, overwhelmingly elected Republicans, and yet the governor, they elected a Democrat. So I don't know. Checks and balances. Look, here's what we need to do. We need to vote early. Stop waiting until the last day to vote. Get your ballots in early this coming year for the presidential cycle, okay? Don't Sit there and hold your ballots back. That that was wrong. We found out that was wrong. Everybody, even those who advocated for that, are now saying that is not the way to do it. All right. Make sure you get out the vote. Go help people vote. Take ballots to people if they can't get to the polls. We've got to up our ground game. We need to harvest those ballots legally, of course, but we have to play by the same set of rules or we're going to lose. And more importantly, in a lot of these races, the reason that the people lost, one, they were they were trying to distance themselves from Trump. I think that's a bad idea. And they were tied too closely to the establishment. Look, the conservative party in the America First movement does not want more of the same. Get that through your freaking heads. Get it through your heads. We do not want more of the same. We want America First candidates. They're going to go in there and shake it up, rock the boat, and get shit done. So stop running like a rhino. Stop Stop crying. Stop whining. Ronna McDaniel, we can talk about her all day long. She needs to go, obviously, but that's not why we're losing. We're losing because these people are running. They're tying themselves to the wrong horse. And here's the big one. And this is what I alluded to earlier, is they're, the, the Democrat Party, the leftists, are controlling the narrative of what the Republicans are running on. Take abortion as an example, because this was that was a big, in many races across the country, that was a big issue. Because they have been painting Republicans ever since the reversal of Roe v. Wade as people who won't let a 14-year-old incestual rape who gets impregnated have an abortion. And that's simply not true. That They'll sit there and say that Republicans won't even let you get an abortion in, the, in rape or incest or if the mother's life is in danger. That's not true. They say that Republicans want to completely eliminate abortions. For the most part, that is not true. We just simply want like a 15-week, a reasonable time frame put on it. And that, that would cover probably 90% of Republicans. But you see, we did not get the message out. We let them define our stance on that issue. And that's not the only issue. To some extent, we're letting them define our stance on the Second Amendment as well. And we've got to get better at defining the position very clearly. And everybody needs to get on the same page. That means the whole caucus, right? The whole Republican Party 
needs to get together on the same page and very definitively define these issues, these cultural issues that the commies are winning on, such as abortion, such as the Second Amendment, such as even the First Amendment with free speech. So get your shit together. Define exactly what it is. Where do you stand on abortion? Everybody get on the same page and then get the message out. Get it out often. Get it out loudly. And don't stop. Get it out consistently. Because that's what they're doing. And if you don't do anything, if you, if you continue to just do what you're doing, the, the Republican Party has done horrible the last three elections. Okay? Horrible. And a lot of it is is because we're letting the left control the narrative. Pull your heads out, get your shit together, circle the wagons, define what you are as a party and where you stand on these hot-button issues. And then control your own narrative instead of letting the commies define it for you. And, uh, and I, hope that, I hope that we can get that turned around. I really do. Um, Biden's representative had this to say about the numbers. It's so funny because the numbers are so horrible and they're just, oh, no, he's wonderful. He's great. Check right now, this is not a time for anybody to learn on the job. This is a time that we need wisdom and experience. We need a steady hand in foreign policy. We need a steady hand in economic policy. And that's what Joe Biden is bringing to the table every single day. And our campaign <laughs> is going to work tirelessly to communicate that to all the audiences that we've talked about here uh, this morning. Oh, I don't know, man. I got to, I got to, I got to get, I got to get someone else here to weigh in on this. I, I don't, I mean, I think you know where I stand. What do you think, Clint? What a load of shit. Yeah. Haven't heard from Clint in a while. Thank you. Thank you for weighing in on the Nun Report. We appreciate it. And yeah, that is a load of shit. I mean, the guy is, the guy is obviously full of shit. Here's another person who's full of shit. Um, and then she, well, she looks like she's full of, I mean, because she's always looking, she looks like a vacuum cleaner, like she's, you know, old style vacuum cleaner with the bag on it, because that's kind of how her wardrobe looks. And that is uh, Hillary Clinton. By the way, had a great reminder come across. Bloomberg on election night in 2016 had the probability of Hillary Clinton becoming president at 98.6%. <laughs> Oh, what a that was such a glorious night, wasn't it? I mean, we're talking elections, we're talking Donald Trump, we're talking the America First movement. And I tell you that night in 2016 was one of the most glorious moments for this country, for the freedom of this country, for the Republican and conservative movements. And uh, it's a shame what they did to him. But uh, he's not going to make the same mistakes twice. When he gets in there again, he's going to have himself an inner circle that's completely different. But uh, check out Hillary Clinton. She is comparing Trump to Hitler and the followers to Nazis. Check this out. People would get legitimately elected. Mm -hmm. And then they would try to do away with elections and do away with opposition and do away with a free press. Remember. What I said, everything that they accuse their opposition of doing is exactly what they are doing. Keep that in mind as you listen to this. You'll see what I mean. And then they would try to do away with elections and do away with opposition and do away with a free press. And you could see it in countries where, well, Hitler was duly elected. That's right. Right. And so 
all of a sudden, somebody with those tendencies, though dictatorial, authoritarian tendencies, would be like, oh, okay, we're going to shut this down, we're going to throw these people in jail. And, and they didn't usually telegraph that. Trump is telling us yeah. what he intends yes. to right. do. And there is another example of the left defining the narrative. You, we've got to combat that and call bullshit on it every single chance you can. That's why I'm calling bullshit on it right now. She sat there and just said everything that the extreme commie Democrats are trying to do. Rig elections, put their political opposition in jail, and then she, and then she compared Trump to Hitler, which would make us, as his supporters, Nazis. That wasn't by mistake, people. This is a very, and you're going to hear it more and more over the next year. You watch the comparisons to dictators and Trump, to Hitler and Trump. You watch. Mark my words. Mark this. Mark this. Let's see. What is, are we the 2448 uh, mark on, uh, on November 8th? Okay. Doing my own little uh, producer notes here. Still waiting for Scott King to get on board. We're working on it. We're working through some some connectivity issues uh, since he's going to be working remotely. But we're getting him squared away. It's not insurmountable, that's for sure. We've got a we've got a crack IT guy working on it. But uh, so this was good. Is is we have Comer signing subpoenas to bring in finally, and hopefully they can do something with this information. I mean. It, <laughs> Yes, their power is limited on what they can do. But what they can do is expose the corruption, expose the Biden crime family for what they are, criminals and thugs and traitors to this country. But here he is signing uh, subpoenas for Hunter Biden, James Biden, and Rob Walker. So pretty cool. Finally, finally doing it. And he came out with a statement. He said that, you know, we finally got to the point Let's just pull it up here. Comer said, the House Oversight Committee has followed the money and built a record of evidence revealing how Joe Biden knew, was involved, and benefited from his family's influence-peddling schemes. Now, the House Oversight Committee is going to bring in members of the Biden family and their associates to question them on his record of evidence, Comer said. Unlike the many lies President Biden told the American people about his family business schemes, bank records don't lie, he said. These records reveal how the Bidens sold Joe Biden around the world to benefit the Biden family, including Joe Biden himself, in the detriment to U.S. interests. So again, doing exactly everything that they're accusing their political opposition of doing. Here's the rantings, and it's going to be a short show today because there's just, again... There was just a lot of little choppy things to go through. I wanted to cover my take on why the Republicans did so poorly last night in the election. And I think I kind of covered that. It's not difficult. It's not rocket science. It's really not. We've just got to get better at our ground game and better at controlling our narrative instead of letting somebody else define it, as I already said. Here's the radicals. Uh, as I said, Rashida Tlaib, was, uh, she was censured by the House. And here are her supporters, of course, ranting and raving up there 
giving their testimony in support of her before the vote was made. A, a lack of care and a lack of understanding and a lack of seeing the humanity of folks who look Corey like Bush. Rashida Tlaib. It's outrageous that my colleagues are blatantly, blatantly attempting to silence the only Palestinian American representative right here. Um, it's outrageous, but it's not surprising. And let me tell you, it's not surprising because this place is where 1,700 members of Congress, this elected body, enslaved black people. It's not surprising because they thought it was right. It's not surprising because this is a place where members continue to claim that the insurrection on the Capitol just appeared to look <laughs> like a normal tourist visit. It's not surprising because this is the place where our black and brown staff members repeatedly speak of experiencing racism and sexism, Islamophobia, get pushed off of elevators, xenophobia and more right here in this workplace. This is the place. And let me say this. She mourns for the 1400 Israelis. She mourns for the 10,000 and she God, she is unhinged. You're racist. You're you're going after her because of the way she looks, because she's Palestinian. No, we're going after her because she said some really disgusting things and called for the genocide of Israel from river to sea as a representative of the United States government. And she deserves to be censured. And, you know, actually, you know, sort of, you, you're a whack job. Cor anyway, that's Corey Bush. You guys know. Somebody made this quick little uh, clip. Here, so that was a minute and 25 clip. Here's a, here's a summary of what she said. This is really all that, needs, that you need to know. Because if you were to summarize everything she just said in a minute and a half, this is it. Black people, the insurrection, racism. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. Black people, the insurrection, racism. <laughs> Man, I love how creative people can be on stuff. So that was that was Cory Bush again, and now let's go on to if, as if it couldn't get any wackier, and as if we couldn't get any more crazy and insane. Well, of course we can. We can always do better, right? Here's Alan Omar. These are people who hate this country. And I've got one more for you because she's kind of along the same class and just as whacked out, man. And that's a Debbie Dingle. Check this out. American and every other member of this body has. And this resolution is an attack on that fundamental right. I spent all weekend in Michigan this last weekend talking to all the communities about the meaning of this phrase. And there are very strong feelings on all sides. <laughs> By the way, uh, speaking of elections, Minnesota elected, and, and these people that hate this country, uh, Minnesota has elected another uh, Somali Muslim to, to stand alongside these people. And uh, good Lord, good Lord. Here's... Uh, Rashida Tlaib's uh, final plea to allow her to not be censored. And, of course, she busts out the waterworks and everything. And anti-Semitism makes us all less safe and worried that your own child might suffer the horrors that six-year-old Wadiat did in Illinois. I can't believe I have to say this, 
but Palestinian people are not disposable. We are human beings, just like anyone else. My city, my grandmother, like all Palestinians, she has her props. just wants to live her life with freedom and human dignity we all deserve. Speaking up to save lives, Mr. Chair, no matter faith, no matter ethnicity, should not be controversial in this chamber. The cries of the Palestinian and ch- Palestinian and Israeli children sound no different to me. Oh, she's done crying why, now. Why? What? I don't understand. Is why the cries of Palestinians sound different to you all. Well, I guess Hamas shouldn't have done a strike against Israel. I guess that was a bad idea. Because they're the ones who are responsible. The Palestinians elected them to govern them. And this is, they're getting what they what they voted for. The loss of life is horrific. Nobody is saying that that's okay. It's also not our conflict. I don't hear you crying and bellowing about the loss of life in Ukraine, which is massive. I don't hear you calling for a ceasefire there. I didn't hear you crying and calling for, uh, you know, value these lives of these people on October 7th when Hamas came across the border into Israel and killed 1,400 people. I didn't hear you then. So don't talk to us about prejudice because you're the one who carries it all. And here was the final vote. After the final vote, Speaker Johnson... On this vote, the yeas are 234 and the nays are 188, with four answering present. The resolution is adopted. Yay, and she was censured. 20 people, 20 Democrats uh, also voted to censure her, okay? So it wasn't, it it was kind of along party lines. Here's something that's kind of weird. This is... Dude, we have a real mental illness. And a show, I think on, it was on Monday's show, I talked about the fact that this is caused by the policies and the culture that the left has created. And the permissiveness of it, the lack of accountability, uh, trying to lower everybody to the lowest common denominator instead of striving for excellence and American exceptionalism. Here's an example of what's coming out with our youth more and more. People, we don't have a transgender issue. We have a mental health issue. Can 
Can we, um, what is, what did I just watch? What did, what, uh, what did we just watch? Um, can we just maybe lock them up or something? Is there some place they can go, uh, maybe preferably with padded walls? That's what we used to do. Hey, <laughs> ay, ay, All right. Well, there we go. There's our little intermission before we move on. We're going to look at, uh, uh, Secretary Mayorkas, who's responsible for the chaos at the border. Well, actually, he's not. The The regime is. But he's the one who's who's got the, uh, he's the face of of the regime as far as it comes to the border, right? How is, why have they not impeached this person? I don't understand how he's still there. This is the most incompetent, most dumb person I've ever seen in a position of government. This is, of course, when you have unelected bureaucrats, that are in jobs like this, it's uh, it, it doesn't end well. And this guy is this guy is a complete tool and the shed. Look at this answers. I'm going to run you through a few clips. There, they're, they were. Uh, he was giving testimony today, at the Senate. So check this out. So the the situation at the border, you're saying, is not a disaster. That is correct. It's not a disaster. We've only let 8 million people in over the last three years. We've got terrorists coming across and all kinds of people. Not a disaster at all. That's correct. How about this? Do you believe that a border wall is part of the answer? Yes or no? No. 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 No wall. We don't need a wall. Those walls don't do any good. Everybody knows that. Here's a little extended questioning. Check it out. Uh, Senator Hoven, this was a good one. Do you think that millions of people crossing our border illegally creates the risk of a terrorist attack in our country. Senator, um, uh, I think that... Uh, Watch him dodge the question. women of the Department of Homeland Security do an extraordinary job of ensuring the safety and security... That wasn't the, the question American. I asked. I said, do you think that millions of people crossing our border illegally every year, two and a half million last year, creates the risk of a terrorist? With what's going on in the world... People coming from more than 100 different countries crossing here illegally. You don't even know how many of them are still here. You came here today without that information. Do you think that creates a risk of a terrorist attack in our country? Uh, Senator, um, you mischaracterized my testimony. What I, sh what I Yes or no? Do you, do you think that creates a Millions of people come here, are here illegally. We're not even talking about the gotaways. How many gotaways are in our country here illegally? Does that create the risk of a terrorist attack in our country? He couldn't even answer it. Or, well, I mean, he could answer it, but he refused to. Of course, it creates the chance of a terrorist attack in our country. Anybody with more than two brain cells could say that. But he's under orders to stonewall and not ever admit to any wrong, even when it makes him look foolish to not at least admit, yeah, you know, we're concerned about that and we're trying to address it. That now would have been a better answer. Instead of trying to avoid the question, so yeah, you know, obviously it's going to increase our risk the more people that come into this country. And that's something we're trying to address. That's why we need to have the funding that we're requesting and we need it right now. See, he could have spun it a little bit differently instead of trying to avoid it. Maybe I should be, be uh, the secretary, have his job. There's uh, another question. Similar type of answer. Check it out. Is the administration open to working with Congress to include policy reforms that would deal with the underlying 
reasons for the search as the, the short answer is no they're not willing to work with congress on that here's his answer we consider the supplemental vice chair collins um we need the funding that we are requesting immediately that we are requesting in the supplemental we um have advocated for day from day one for immigration reform it is unanimous that our broken immigration system is in dire need yeah you broke it <laughs> you broke it <laughs> it goes back to they break something and they come in and fix it and they're the heroes right and one more from uh, senator capito and then we're, we're going to close up with a, you know, they're still going after J6 protesters. I, I got a got a video I want to show you on that. The FBI, full SWAT gear going after somebody. But uh, one more here on Mayorkas. Uh, check this one out. So give me two or three specific examples that we could do policy change that would make a difference. Senator, I think the, um, the president uh, on day one set forth a blueprint uh, that, well, uh, pick contains, three out of there that you think are the best, the most meaningful. Uh, Senator, I'm not, I'm, uh, I, I would um, be quite hesitant to rank which ones are the best, uh, but I continue to adhere to the approach that we're, we're, when we're speaking of a system that has not been reformed since 1996, that we need to reform it. It was reformed in 2016, asshole. You know how it was reformed? By following the policy and the laws that are already on the book, the ones that you refuse to acknowledge or refuse to enforce. We don't need to overhaul it. We don't need to change it. We just need to enforce it and build a wall. (laughs) Here's the FBI going after a J6 protester. Check this out. They are still tracking them down. They're still tracking them down. They're hunting them like dogs and like the animals they are. And they're going to throw them in the J6 gulag where they will never be heard from again. Can you believe they're still chasing these people down (laughs) almost three years later? Good Lord. Enforcement officials have swarmed a location that's in Middlesex County, and they're searching for a man wanting a connection to the January 6th attack at the U.S. Capitol. Tom Zwire in Chopper 4, as you see live over the scene. Tom, what can you tell us about this? All right, as you mentioned, uh, Adam, they, the FBI was executing a warrant here, 131 Main Street in Helmeta, New Jersey, earlier this morning. Now, they're looking for uh, Gregory Yetman, who was involved in the January 6th incident at the Capitol. He fled the area. They were searching uh, this uh, this home earlier this morning. We have video of that that we shot earlier this morning where there were it was an intense search, not just of all the guys building, the main building, but also uh, the, some of the sheds out in the back so they were really patrolling the whole property looking for the suspect yet to find imagine if they patrolled the southern border that way and with the same level of of gusto and intensity wouldn't that be cool yeah sure would hey i hope you have a you've had a great week so far and i hope this is a hump day so we're gonna continue on with the week we're on the downhill side of the weekend i enjoy my weekends just as much as most people and more than some anyway hey Thanks for watching. If you've just been listening on one of the podcast channels, whether it's uh, Amazon or Spotify or Apple, I'm on all of them, or renegaderadio.com, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report. Okay, that's where you can get all 
of the video. You can see a lot of stuff I caption. There's a lot of different stuff going on on my show. If you have the time to sit down and watch it, and even if you don't, please go to rumble.com slash the men report. Give it a follow. It's free. You're not going to get spammed or anything like that, okay? But there's a lot of great content on Rumble besides my show, too. So you might find something else you like there as well. I'm on all the socials at the Nun Report except TikTok because I don't do that commie BS and Twitter because I don't have the there. So on Twitter, I'm just at Nun Report or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. You can link into everything from one spot. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.